This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome to the Cricket Badger IPL Daily Podcast 2021. The Indian Premier League 14th edition. It's great to have you with us. From the first match all the way to the final. Chennai Super Kings, Delhi Capitals, Kolkata Knight Riders, Mumbai Indians, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals, Royal Challengers, Bangalore, Sunrisers, Hyderabad. May the best team win. Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are, and play along with the Cricket Badger. Welcome along, it is another edition of the IPL. 2021 daily podcast. I am James the Cricket Badger and as you can see alongside me today I'm joined by Claire and Neil. Um, we're going to basically be previewing the um, qualifier two match between Delhi Capitals and the Kolkata Knight Riders. Also going to be talking a little bit about online abuse or a horrible message that uh, Dan Christian's wife got earlier and we need to put an end to that so we'll talk a little bit about that and in more positive kind of stuff we're going to also talk about Ricky Ponting's Team talk that he gave after the defeat to CSK, which I thought was absolutely magnificent. And uh, we'll talk about that. And we got exactly the right person on the podcast today to talk about inspirational team talks. Claire, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. Um, Yeah, I'm good, actually. I've had a little accident with my glasses today, so if they look a bit strange, that's because they've only got one handle on them. But um, yeah, apart from the glasses incident, uh, really good. Looking forward to the match tomorrow. Ooh, exciting. Only two matches left, Neil. It's nearly finished. Yeah, and it's um, yeah. What we're going to do? What we're going to do for for cricket until well, Sunday? Sunday. Exactly. <laughs> this, we we can relax for a couple of days and we're back at it again, aren't we? Because it's the T uh, Twenty World Cup coming up just around the corner. All the new kits are coming out. We've seen the pictures of the new kits. The squads are being firmed up, so we're uh, we're not going to be denied cricket very much longer. But let's start by talking about KKR. And their quest to try and uh, usurp the Delhi Capitals and get this, themselves into the final against the CSK. KKR, Claire, are on a real run at the moment, aren't they? They, they? they were kind of like down and out in the tournament. Well, not, not totally down and out, but they were struggling. And then they've put together a really nice run. I think only the Punjab Kings have beaten them in the last uh, five or six matches. 
And uh, they come into this match against Delhi Capitals with a hell of a lot of confidence. They do. I mean, what a role they're on. And um, and I think I said in one of my earlier podcasts, like, are they are going to run out of steam, having had to really put everything in to get into the quarterfinal, uh, to the final stage. But actually, it looks like they're not running out of steam. They're just building up that momentum. Yeah, I think they're going to be pretty tough to beat, dare I say, because Delhi, of course, have had a little loss, so their form's kind of dipped. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's match. I think it'll be really exciting. And for me personally, there's not a lot riding on it. So, you know, I'm just there to enjoy it. I mean, Sunil Narayan has been one of my favourite cricketers for a long time. To see him doing well, I think is fantastic. You know, so I'll go with that. We we spoke a little bit yesterday about um, Sunil Narayan because he was man of the match in the last game. Four wickets, 23, 26 runs or whatever it was. Uh, and got the one of the match award. But I've got a huge amount of um, respect for him, Claire. The fact that he's had to remodel his action and effectively had to kind of like fight back from a standing start again. To come back and then be a feature on the world stage is uh, is quite some achievement, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I mean, you know, he's a unique kind of guy. And I think one of the things that I absolutely love about him is he'll take these massive wickets and he kind of just goes... That's another one. He's the antithesis again. of um, uh, of uh, what Imran Tahir, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he's just so cool, you know. And then I think on top of that, to stride out to the wicket and just say, yeah, I'm going to take hold of this uh, bat as well. Um, yeah, pretty awesome. And like I say, such a cool character. I'll, I'll let In my mind, he got him to the final. So there you go. Neil, the... Yeah. Um, I, I it kind of amazes me a little bit how KKR have the captain in Owen Morgan who is effectively just sliding down the order at the minute because he's not getting any runs. He sent in pretty much everybody ahead of him in the last match, but he's got that team. Him and Baz McCullum have got that team really talking now. It's kind of it's that kind of balancing act, isn't it, between a strong leader who's got them going in the right direction and needing the captain to perform as a player. They've got. The, the 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 first part of that can, can you see Owen Morgan batting in the top six next next time that depends um depends on the makeup of the rest of the team uh I think spoke yesterday that Shakib was superb in the last match but um but possibly isn't the greatest matchup as a bowler um with Dawan Pants Hetmeyer and Akshar Patel um as left hand left-handers, um, who they bring in to uh, take those overs um, may dictate where Morgan bats. But the last World Cup, Darren Sammy faced next to no balls, bowled next to no balls, but his tactical nous took West Indies to the title uh, with a bit of help from uh, uh, Carlos's um, Hail yeah. Mary at the end. But Sammy... In certainly in the last few years when I've seen him in the PSL as well, has been basically a specialist captain. Um, in England, we've seen that in the test side with Mike Braley, who didn't really justify his position as uh, as a batter. Possibly we're seeing that with Dhoni um, at the moment with Chennai, where he just gets slid further and further down the batting order, occasionally has a little cameo, but isn't relied upon. So I'd have no issue with Morgan batting down at, at uh, seven or eight, um, given the strength of the batting um, ahead. And if Andre Russell is fit again, 
then I'd definitely send in Dre ahead of Morgan. No issues. Claire, if, you, if you've got a captain who's an A1 strategist and tactician on the pitch, Owen Morgan has obviously got himself that tag now and has got the proofs in the pudding. He wins matches as, with his team. That's worth having him in that side, isn't it? Because we, we see, especially in tight games, where just one decision can make the difference. If you've got a captain that can make the right decision in that sort of situation, that's a, a major plus, isn't it? Yeah, well, absolutely. It's a winning formula for them at the moment, isn't it? Like we've said, Morgan can't buy a run, but tactically, he seems to be doing the trick. And um, yeah, they don't need him to bat at the moment. So why, you know, and I'm sure somewhere out there, if he was desperately needed, I'm sure he would dig in and like, you know, he's giving it his all, but sometimes it just doesn't come off for you. Definitely his his strength as a captain is showing through. So, you know, they've got a willing, winning formula. So I guess they don't need to worry about that just now. Uh, he's not wasting balls in the way that Donny no. did previously. No, that's true. So um, yeah, he, he comes in and if he's going to get out, he gets out quickly, doesn't he? Mm. Uh, momentum, yeah. Neil, is a massive thing in T20. I mean, I've seen uh, in a lot of competitions, if you get on a roll and you start winning those little 50-50 moments in matches that make the difference... Uh, and you believe you're going to win those because you've got that confidence. I think, I mean, we said before on this podcast this year that a, another word for momentum is confidence or just that feel that you're going in the right direction, that trust in each other, that you, you're making the right decisions. KKR have got that at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And and it makes the difference in those, um, those it's those tiny uh, sort of 1% things. Um, are you tentative with your shot when you're going for a six? If you've got full belief, then you put everything into it and maybe it goes that extra five metres and goes uh, over the man on the boundary rather than straight into his hands. And that can just be the confidence, um, confidence in how the team's doing, the confidence in how you're doing. A perfect example of that, Neil, was Dinesh Kartik the other day. He came in and he played a couple of very dodgy shots by his standards, but then he played a shot over extra cover and he went for four. And all the commentators were saying, oh, amazing, amazing. If it had been literally three inches lower, the fielder at extra cover would have pouched it and he'd have been on his way and his team would have been in trouble. But when those kind of moments are going for your side, you ride that wave, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And actually, just going back to Morgan, um, one thing he's very good at and we've seen with England is providing his players with that confidence to fully commit to something without fearing that they're going to lose their their spot straight away. So I'll add that into Morgan's uh, tactical basket as well. He gets uh, people playing like they're on a roll, even when they're not. The odd loss or the odd setback now and again um, just flows uh, like water off a, off a duck's back. And uh, and I think that's something on the other side that Ponting provides as coach to Delhi, when they do have a setback, it isn't going to drastically change how they do things. Um, Let's come back to Mr. Ponting in a, in a second. Um, but the, the head to head this, this time, Claire, between these two sides, it's one apiece in the group stage. Um, we saw Delhi Capitals win in India in the first part of the IPL. And then in Sharjah, coincidentally, where this match is going to be, I said to Neil yesterday, maybe Delhi Capitals were better geared up for Sharjah than KKR, but KKR took the win um, in Sharjah earlier on or t- towards the end of the group stages. 
do you think that has anything to do with tomorrow's match at all? The fact that they've, they've won a piece and KKR have won on that ground? Or do you think this is just another day? Well, I mean, you'd like to think that the cricketers themselves and the coaches and the two captains are just going to say, this is just another day. You know, like, it's all or nothing. Isn't it? You know, there's no second chances here. So you've, you've got to give them full licence to just go out and, you know, go for it. You can't have any regrets. So... I guess whatever's gone before, like, I think you've said this before as well, James, when it gets to this group stage, forget everything that's happened before. You're starting from scratch. But then if you look at what scratch is now, Delhi have lost one and KKR have won one. But, but yeah, if I think if I was working with Delhi, I'd be saying you've got to put all that aside and just get out there and you know put everything on the pitch today because... Yeah, there's a lot riding on it. I mean, it's... Well, there's, there's everything it's, riding everything. on it. It's their, their, their yeah. position and, and, yeah, we're coming towards the end of this cycle. So, it's, yeah, with all of these teams, it's the last time that that squad is going to be together in that, yeah. that kind of shape. Um, I, mean, I knew you were on for a reason, Clay. You listened to me. You listened to me. You actually listened to something I said. You are listening to the Cricket Badger podcast. Um, last time around, Neil, um, Steve Smith was the top scorer for Delhi Capitals. Um, we saw uh, Lockie Ferguson, Sunari Nareen and Venkatesh Iyer get wickets <laughs> at Sharjah. Nitish Rana top scored for the Knight Riders. Shubman Gill and Sunari Nareen again got um, runs there with Avesh Khan taking the the wickets um, for the Delhi Capitals. But same question to you, really. Does that play any part in the thought process going into tomorrow? The fact that they've been there before and they've already had this game? Nah, they're, they're all very experienced um, in any case and they've played hundreds of matches the the small things that they make uh, may take away is what worked and what didn't in bowling to a particular player or uh, or batting against a uh, a particular bowler if there's something that they had a habit of doing you know like when we talked about pretty sure in uh, in tests the fact that he leaves a, a huge gate so uh, bowlers are always going after that that might dictate particular strategies on a one versus one basis. But I don't think the result from earlier on in the season um, will make a difference. There's a lot of water that's gone under the bridge since then. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. Delhi Capitals team talk then. Let's, let's move on to Ricky and Delhi Capitals. I, I watched that this morning and I thought it was an absolute bit of genius. That you know, Two or three minutes, whatever it was that he took to talk to, you know, short and sweet, sit down, lads. Right, let's talk about this defeat. Obviously, they were all looking a little bit downcast. They'd obviously just lost to CSK. And I thought the way he put that across, there was no negativity in there at all. It was all delivered in, in, on a positive basis. Even Tom Curran, 
who would have been quite down after that match. Um, he made sure he accentuated the fact that Tom Curran had bowled three good overs, kept them in the game. I think he even started to say, I know you're not going to be feeling great at the moment, but, and gave him one of his little Man of the Match awards. Shreya Saya, his outfielding was superb in that game. And he, and he he mentioned that, but he said, that's the benchmark now. That's where we're going to be. It wasn't, oh, that was extraordinary. That was just out of this world. That was, right, that's what we want ev- all the way through. I just thought the delivery, Claire, of that team talk. I mean, you're the expert on the team talk situation. You've, you've got Punjab Kings a lot further in this competition than probably they deserve to be with your motivation. Oh. But um, Ricky Ponting's team talk, I thought was just brilliant. Yeah, I mean, that for me, it's a demonstration of true leadership, isn't it? When you, you know, you're not just managing people, you are showing them like real leadership. And I guess we wouldn't really expect a lot less because he was a brilliant captain. But I like the way he started off, you know, like, you know, let's not pretend we're not all disappointed. But what can we take away? So but that good news, he, bad he, news he, sandwich thing. And he came back, Claire, with, but you are the best team in this tournament and I know yeah. you are. And that yeah. was that was a really good way of sort of saying, right, I know you're down, but you are the best and you're going to fight back. Yeah, but that, I think that's it, isn't it? To not be afraid to say, look, obviously we're all disappointed here, but these are the takeaways and, you know... And and that is it's that's motivational speaking, isn't it? And that's yeah. kind of what it's about. So um, yeah, so I'm no hesitation when he rung me up to give him a few tips. And obviously, there you go. Well, there you go, Ricky. Um, do we get commission on the podcast for that? I, I, I mean, I know you've watched it as well, Neil. I I just thought. I mean, I, I love the way the social media in the IPL, particularly when it's in the UAE, they seem to kind of really up their game when it's in the UAE and a bit further away geographically from the fans. But these little insights you get from the dressing room and the team talks. I saw RCB and um, Mike Hessen, I think it was, who came into their dressing room after they were annihilated by KKR and effectively did a very similar thing. You know, we're better than this, let's move on. Um, but I thought that, that the way, the, the tone with Ricky Ponting and the fact that he didn't labour any of the points, it was just right, bang, 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 let's get on with it. And I thought it was really good. Ricky Ponting is, for me, um, the exception to the rule as far as uh, great players uh, going into coaching. Because what he has, as well as the perspective of being a great player, he's he's got the communication. And he knows at what level uh, to go in. Um, he knows when there's uh, a bit of a stick to be used. He knows when to put an arm around the shoulder. Um, and... That comes from his own experience, but also just the skills that he has, because we've seen, you know, I was talking on uh, on the WhatsApp group about uh, Peter Reid and, uh, and Neil Warnock and people that we've seen the videos uh, from the, the changing rooms, which have just been horrendous, effing and blinding well, in, in all over the place. In football, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the, the Spurs thing on um, it's on Amazon. There, there's one where um, Harry Kane is, is captain. And he's back, they're all in a, in a huddle. And basically his team talk is effing let's, effing go, effing out and do this, effing. Every other word is the F word. You yeah. don't get that with Ricky Ponting, do you? No, no, not at all. But we, we know what Ricky's like. When someone needs to get a kick up the arse, he would not be afraid to uh, to give that that verbal volley. But he knew that, They've come off a um, a match where they were not that far away from winning, and he's got to get them back up uh, again for to play in a couple of days. So and, he, there's, you can't destroy someone um, at that time. 
I thought there were two people that probably came off that pitch with their heads a little lower than some of the other people in that team. Rishabh Pant being one, because tactically he got it a little bit wrong towards the end. Tom Curran being the other, because he bowled the final over and got it wrong. And they were the two that he, he, two of the three that he singled out and gave them the Man of the Match awards. And it was a little bit like, yeah, you got it wrong today, but I believe in you, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think Rishabh, especially being a very young captain, you know, he, he came into the job as a as a repl- injury replacement for Shreya Um It's not something he's done a huge amount before. And you don't want uh, people to get scarred by one-off matches when clearly the franchise is going to invest in him uh, going forward, the fact that he's kept the captaincy. Th- those two seem to have a... Um, a pretty close relationship. You've seen them kind of clowning about a bit, but uh, uh, they they seem to kind of understand each other, um, which is really good to see. And and TC, well, he's he's had a he's had a tough time over the last couple of years, but Ricky knows that he may, he may need him come tomorrow's match. Personally, I I think that the balance of the team with him in there is is wrong without. Well, you see, this is, this is where Ricky Ponting's ahead of you because your team talked to Tom Curran would be completely different, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, I, I think, Claire, though, the, the, the way, the tone that Ricky Ponting kind of delivers that kind of speech to his, his dressing room, he's got like a smile at the right time, but it's quite, it's fairly sort of straight talking, is it? It's straight, it's very matter of fact. If you are a player in that dressing room, you obviously, you appreciate the fact that he's the coach. You know what he's achieved as a player. He's, he was captain of one of the greatest teams that has ever played the game. So you respect him. And the way he delivers it, you can see, I'm, like Neil's just said, you can imagine him giving a ferocious bollocking if required, but you can imagine him having a really big cheeky grin and putting his arm around somebody equally when required. Yeah, and I think he strikes me as one of those people who actually wouldn't need to use, like, ferocious bollocking tactics. He could just put you down with just a few... You know, even like a disappointed look might be enough, you know. That's sometimes know. all you need from somebody you respect. Sometimes a disappointed look actually withers you far more than a long conversation because you yeah, feel, I've well, let that person down. Yeah, a shrug, a bit of a shake of the head yeah. kind of thing. And I think that's more his style rather I've had, than I've, the, I've, I've you know, the hair I've had thing. disappointed looks all of my life, Claire. I know, what, I, know the, I know how much that cuts you to the quick. Who knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. Download the app now from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Let's move on to um, the online abuse thing before we finish today. And I, I'm not going to read out the message that the the fans sent um, Dan Christian's wife because it's absolutely gross. If you want to see it, um, have a look at the at cricket underscore badger Twitter feed. It's like it's, I, I retweeted Lizzie Ammon's um, message um, to tweet about that today but just I just it's beyond belief to me cricket's important and yes we're invested in this tournament as fans as journalists as as podcasters as as whatever and we care about the sport but ultimately it's just a game isn't it it's to it's blokes with sticks and a ball having a game of cricket and to get that worked up and that personal to somebody who isn't even actually playing it's not like i mean I'm, i bet if i would imagine if dan christian was on this podcast now he'd a say i'm absolutely gutted with the cowardly person that's done that from behind his keyboard not to my face or not to my wife's face i would and then i would imagine that he would say come to me if you've got an issue come to me don't attack my family because that's that's even worse claire to me 
Well, yeah, I mean, I guess if when you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, there's a lot of crap down there. So, you know, it just it doesn't get any worse than attacking somebody's partner. But then the sort of things that were said is just like, it's, I didn't even register in my brain how, well, I mean, you know, we're things, cricket lovers. The things that were it. said, Claire, no matter what's happened, there is no excuse for saying that in any situation. Exactly. It's just, it's just so, vile. Yeah, so even if some, it doesn't matter what anybody's done, but this is a game of cricket that a guy who's probably quite disappointed that he didn't manage to, or whatever, with his own performance, you don't need that. And if it was directed at him, that kind of abuse is still unnecessary. But to direct it at his partner or his wife, whatever, it's just, I mean, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. And like you say, cricket's a sport. There's all the spirit of cricket. This is like way out in a different league. There's no like spirit of even human humanity in that. So I just... Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, the, it's, the thing is, though, Claire, even if this was a politician who just cut your benefits or lost you your job by making a policy change or done something actually important to your life, using that kind of message on social media is still wrong. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's, it's beyond the spirit of, like, humanity, isn't it? You just don't say those sort of things to about people's children or anything it's just disgusting i mean the other day i saw one of i can't remember which cricket it was because my brain's dead but you know one of the england women cricketers and somebody had made up a fake account was it alex hartley maybe fake account about her saying all sorts of absolute just you know horrible stuff but just well, in a, was, a different um, level to this i mentioned lizzie Ammon earlier the, the female journalist and yeah. somebody was making up fake accounts about her yeah, yeah, um, with some well. revolting bios and stuff underneath it, using her picture. And yeah. that, it's just, I, I, I can't, I just can't get my head around it myself. Um, yeah, well, but, Alex Hartley had it the other day as well. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I mean, and everybody jumps on board and, you know, supports her and gets the accounts blocked and that. But it's just like people got nothing better to do in life than go around abusing people on social media. I think you must yeah, be quite a small sick. individual if that is what that's how you get your kicks and you get and that power. The power definitely wouldn't say it to Dan Christian's face. Well, he's a big lad, definitely. isn't he? He's a big unit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you're quite right as well, Claire, because Dan Christian, at the age he is, he obviously got a nice little deal to come to play for RCB this time around. But in the mega auction, his age may count against him. That might be his IPL, and if that's his last taste of IPL cricket, that's horrific. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know if you saw Neil the um, Jermaine Janus documentary. Um, it was on Channel Four the other day, where he was. I mean, this was about racism and racist trolls, um, and he basically was trying to hunt one down so he could actually talk face to face with somebody um, to see if they fronted up. He didn't quite make it into that to do that, but they went through the whole process about how social media platforms police this, and. They don't police it very well, as far as I can see. There's a few people on that on that program who were saying the thing that actually makes the algorithms and what have you behind Facebook and Twitter and some of these things that push certain things to the top. When you go onto Facebook, the first things you see are the most popular, most discussed um, tweets and, and, and messages that are on there, and they so therefore controversy sells. That's what and that's what attracts the advertising if you get numbers into facebook advertisers pour in so the more you have people discussing controversial stuff the more facebook benefits from that and the actions they were taking 
um, against certain things that were the racist on that in that in, the, in that situation wasn't enough. They were kind of blocking a couple of people, but then some of the tweets that were on there that were blatantly racist were still on there. That the sport, social media, and the players need to work together a lot more on this to try and stop. This isn't acceptable. No, no, in in no way is it acceptable. Um, I mean, I haven't seen. Um, what uh, Dan Christian's partner has, uh, um, as I've tweeted, I, I can only imagine. I've I've seen a lot of uh, Don't lot think stuff you can that, enough, to be honest, it's ah. it's, it's worse. No, I mean, I, I've, yeah, I've seen sorry. stuff that um, that Anushka Sharma has got when Virat's had a, uh, a bad game in the UK. We've seen we've seen England games on TV and people are chanting stuff about uh, about Victoria Beckham. At Sandpaper Gates, um, uh, the whole stuff with the uh, the sunny uh, sunny build masks um, to get a David Warner. I, I I don't understand the mentality where you drag someone's partner who's complete completely uninvolved um, into uh, into this before you even get to um, how abusive the messages are. If you imagine how bad it is, and then multiply it by ten, you probably still haven't got there. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, th- I think as far as social media um, goes, the, pro- the problem that uh, social media has is that, I mean, how, how long are we talking? Fif- 15 years ago, it was MySpace. Twitter's been around, what, 12 years? Facebook, the same. Ish, Instagram, yeah. uh, Instagram of, uh, yeah. bit, bit less. It's grown exponentially. And the policing of it... Um, one, it's always going to be miles in arrears com- uh, compared to how quickly it's grown. And two, it's it's a very sensitive subject because you don't want to censor while at the same time you uh, want to make sure that anything abusive or harmful is kept off. And that's why they've gone down the route of, um, of being reactive, uh, relying on self-policing from the community to one of the things highlight that came those out of, tweets. One of the things that came out of the Jermaine Genus documentary, which I'd recommend watching, it's good. Good's the wrong word. It's interesting. It's educational. They, they interviewed somebody about the, the legalities of it. And apparently when it, the internet first started out, there was law made that um, anybody any social media on the internet wasn't res- the companies themselves weren't responsible for content on there. Um, I don't think, yeah, they, they wouldn't be any more than say the owner of a billboard or uh, someone who produces a pad of paper that then what, has but, a racist but, but, message but what, written on it. But what that makes them, I don't think they're taking it seriously enough because obviously when, when the internet first came out, Twitter, as you say, wasn't around Things like that weren't about. Now they are. The world has moved on. And we've got into a situation now where there are some fantastic parts of social media. But there are also some, some bloody horrible parts of social media. And the, then the, surely the laws need to change to, to kind of replicate, to kind of react. Now, actually, I think the laws are, are sufficient um, because it is, um, it's a criminal offence to be uh, discriminatory and offensive. Over the internet, uh, we've we've seen on the very odd occasion, uh, it tends to be with footballers in the UK, where someone sent a racist message and uh, people have been taken to court and, and yeah, convicted what, based what, on what, that. 
what one of the things that came out of the Jermaine Jenner's thing is they did some research on that. Only a very small percentage actually get that far. A lot, yes. a lot of the racist messages that are actually reported to Twitter and, and Instagram, etc., are actually still on. Are actually still there on the platforms. They don't. They don't touch those because they've only got so much manpower, and, they, and it seems to me they've only got That's so much. In, they've only got so much interest in it as well. I, th- I think the manpower is um, a big thing because algorithm algorithms can flag stuff, but it's then got to be checked by hand by a person and there's only so far they uh, they internally justify spending the money to employ people to actually look at all the tweets personally i think the um, the way to go forward is anonymous uh, anonymity um, i think you should have to submit some form of id um, in the same way that you do with a bank account to twitter to uh, facebook uh, or to Instagram, it doesn't go on your bio. It's ha- held um, by the company with full GDPR rules, so you can sue them if they misuse it in any way or sell it to third-party marketing or anything like that. In the same way that a bank um, can't use your your info, but that means that if you do send, you're yeah. accountable for what you're actually and, right, and that's got to be the case, Claire, isn't it? Because if we it, we've got at the moment these keyboard warriors or keyboard abusers are sitting in in their study or in their living room. They've had a couple to drink. They've got they've got issues themselves. Whatever their their problem is, and they've obviously got a problem to put this stuff out there. But at the moment, they can do it from the comfort of their own homes, whereas they wouldn't do it if they're face to face with Dan Christian with his missus next to him. I can guarantee you that person would not say that. No, yeah. I can. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's absolute, uh, I believe in complete freedom of speech, but that does not mean that you're free from consequence of what you say. Blackratcricket.co.uk You've probably spent lockdown dreaming about scoring runs and taking wickets, but let Black Rat Cricket kit you out and take you towards success. Blackratcricket.co.uk They've got a swanky new website, and if you quote Badger when you check out, you can get yourself 15% off. Blackratcricket.co.uk Join the infestation. Freedom of speech is important. In the Western world, we pride ourselves on having the ability to actually say what we want. But there has to be a limit to that, doesn't there? You can't just go around saying whatever you like. Well, yeah, it's definitely a, it's, it's about accountability, like Neil says. I mean, I know I've had all sorts of, you know, rubbish. <laughs> just even over, like, talking about women's cricket and, like, you get some idiot kind of abusing you, like, and... <laughs> I don't know, yeah, all sorts of crap. And then, you you know, I've reported it. And about six weeks later, I'll get something that'll put up, oh, that tweet you reported has been removed. I'm like, which bloody tweet? I've no idea, you know. It doesn't tell you what yeah. it is. And it's weeks later, I'm thinking, ah, I've bloody reported loads of people since then. <laughs> well, if I see something offensive, that's what I do is report On, on that Jermaine Janus thing, it was at the time of the, um, the Euros. And he'd... Um, he was dealing with there was a football investigation body who basically their job was to basically monitor social media and to take action against people that are abusive obviously in that instance it was mainly racial against the guys that took the penalties and against Raheem Sterling but Jermaine Janus who was actually presenting the the, the program went in to see them for a catch up and they said well there's two there's two uh, messages here Jermaine about you and he was kind of like he said 
he was he was taken aback by that. But he said, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a statement. You take action. They actually went to try and contact the social media provider to say, this is out of order, what's been put here. He wants to take action against it, to, against the perpetrator. One of them said, well, it's in America. There's different laws there. We can't, we can't hand you the information. The other one just refused to take part in it and didn't, didn't actually pass anything across either. And they were, they were limited to what they could do. That's surely got to be wrong, Claire. The, these social media providers, if they've got any kind of conscience and any um, real drive to try and take abuse off their platforms, they've got to respond to stuff like that, haven't they? Well, yeah, they do. But then I guess it's like Neil's just been saying, you know, it can be anybody from any keyboard anywhere in the world, all sorts of different laws applying. You know, if you want to start up a Twitter account, you just, all you need an email address and you know add whatever name you want just start it up do stuff from it so i mean on that basis claire it could be a nine-year-old kid couldn't it it could be a nine-year-old kid i'm hoping it has today. been in it a few yeah. has been in a few of the football ones hasn't it like yeah, some 10 year old after someone scored an own goal or uh or something yeah well, like, I mean, it doesn't mean that the recipient of that because Jermaine Janus on that programme, and obviously this was about race and Dan Christian's an attack on his wife, but it's the same principle. It's abuse online. And they were talking to some of the footballers and they're saying, Ashley lives with you. You're taking it back into your house. You sat on your sofa looking at your phone and you get a message like that. It's in your house. And then you basically you're in a bad mood for the rest of your day and your wife's saying, what's up with you? And it's because some troll somewhere has had the, the idiotic thought to stick their fingers on a keyboard and send something absolutely obnoxious. It's that's There's got to be a better way. We had that weekend, Claire, didn't we, where we basically blacked out certain clubs and organisations kind of came off social media for a weekend. I'm not sure if that did any good. It's obviously not done too much good because it's still happening. And it's been forgotten because of something else comes and takes over from that in terms of what people are talking about. Well, there's, all, I mean, yeah, there's, sadly, there's always going to be something. I know, like, even, I mean, sometimes I'll ring my mum and I'll say, you'll never guess what, somebody said this to me, I'll say, you know, and I'm ranting at my mum and she's like, Claire, just turn it off, leave it. And I'm like, yeah, but every time it pings, it's something else. And so exactly that, and that's, you know, on probably a lot lower level than these guys are getting it, I mean, certainly in terms of today. But uh, I was just thinking I did some um, online abuse training about keeping young people safe and about what to look out for and stuff. And yet, and they're young people that, you know, naive and silly or whatever. But when you're talking about this is the adult world, like what the hell is wrong with people? But um, I guess it goes back to just how you you can manage it. Because like I say, yeah, you can block, uh, report and block stuff. But sometimes when I've reported stuff, I don't block people because then I want to know, are they saying anything else after? And it does, it really can start to sort of consume you. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's I mean, rubbish. I, I really hope that Dan, Christian and his wife report that and they find out who put that because that's just completely out of order. And if you're watching Mrs. Christian, I hope you're okay because it can't be very pleasant receiving stuff like that online or, or whatever, especially when your husband's overseas or he's on his way back and stuff and you've got nobody um, to uh, kind of turn to. So absolutely disgusting. Um, we'll move on from that and park that for a while. I'm sure we'll probably come back to that at some stage on the podcast in the future. and I sent the badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast then tweet at cricket underscore badger. 
Kolkata Knight Riders, Delhi Capitals, Wednesday in Sharjah, qualifier two. The winner takes on CSK. Who is the winner going to be, Neil Varani? I've been flip-flopping on this. I can't remember who I said yesterday. No, I think I think KKR, especially if uh, if Dre's back. KKR for you, Claire. Well, as you know, the the Claire curse kind of follows me around, and uh, you know, I kept away from so mentioning Virat and that trophy. And the men- minute I did it, the very next match they lost. So I'm going to go with KKR because you want Delhi to win. <laughs> well, I don't know, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Sunil Narain, but yeah, I I just think Delhi deserve it. I really do. I do as well, because I actually agree with Ricky Ponting in his assessment. I think they have been the best side in this tournament so far. Best sides don't always win tournaments, though, do we? So we'll find out who gets through to take on CSK in Friday's final. Wednesday's match sees Delhi Capitals against KKR. And I'm favouring Delhi Capitals, I must admit. I think they're going to get through and uh, take on CSK. So that means that KKR are pretty much guaranteed progression after <laughs> I've, uh, I've done that. Um, we are not with you tomorrow. Um, we will be back on Thursday to have a look back at that game that we've just spoken about. And, of course, look ahead to CSK versus question mark, question mark, question mark. Neil wants to come back. He always yep. does this to me. I'm always trying <laughs> to do my face. <laughs> one more I've, I've, I've been watching too much Columbo. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> no, just since we've been talking about such a such a shit subject, I, I saw uh, something that happened which uh, put a bit of a smile on my face. Um, Island women versus Zimbabwe women. I think... There was a, um, a girl on debut for Ireland who scored a century on her 16th birthday, which makes her the youngest person to ever score an ODI century. Um, I thought that I was saw, pretty impressive. I, I saw that as well. And I was trying to think what I was doing on my 16th birthday. And I was probably, I know it's January, so I wouldn't have even been playing cricket. I, I, I've got no idea what I was doing. I was certainly nowhere near an international cricket affair. What about you, Claire? <laughs> Were you starring for Ireland or anybody else? No, I wasn't starting for anybody else. Probably, I don't know, I won't even say what I was probably doing, but I was probably underage, whatever it was. <laughs> what a way to finish. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back with you tomorrow, everybody. Um, the uh, IPL 2021s, as I say, back, no, in fact, not back with you tomorrow, back on Thursday. And then we're coming back on Friday for our presentations of our awards. I've sent out the voting forms to all of the fan badges. They need to send me back their votes and then we'll give out the awards on Friday when we recap the IPL and we celebrate who wins Friday's final. <laughs> and we will see you again on Thursday. Um, fair watches and fair listeners and uh, look after yourselves until then. Enjoy tomorrow's game and see you Thursday. Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are, and play along with the Cricket Badger. Thanks for listening. We'll be back every day throughout IPL 14. Have your say on Twitter on at cricket underscore badger. We'll see you again tomorrow. Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.